to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. I am so excited to chat with you guys today about having something sweet after your meal and being realistic with your portion sizes. I think you guys are going to find this episode extremely helpful because I share how I navigate my cravings and especially when I'm wanting something sweet after my meal and how I am able to really honor my cravings without binging without overdoing it, without feeling impulsive, without feeling the need to hide food in secret. So I'm very, very, very excited. And maybe right now you do crave something sweet after your meal. Or maybe you have these intense cravings for something sweet like all the time. And maybe you know that you can't just have a bite of something sweet. Like as soon as you do that, it sends you into a binge. Like Lorna, as soon as I have a bite of something sweet, I end up binging. As soon as I give into my cravings, it always turns into a binge. And maybe right now, like you know that you shouldn't be fearing cravings and cravings aren't bad and you want to honor your cravings, but you don't know how to do it without feeling impulsive and without it spiraling into a binge. So I want to support you and I have two incredibly exciting masterclasses coming up that I am so freaking pumped about you guys. Like I don't think you understand. I am so freaking pumped. So the first masterclass coming up is my masterclass on how to rewire your brain. Yes, that's right. So many of you guys know that I have developed my root and rewire process to help you get to the root of your binge and emotional overeating and how to rewire your brain out of the diet binge cycle. And so many people ask me, what do you mean by rewiring your brain? So this literally is the masterclass to join, to learn how to start rewiring your brain out of the diet binge cycle. So that is the first masterclass. And this is really for you if you're feeling impulsive with food, if you are binging, if you feel like you're going through like this out of body experience when you're eating, this is going to be incredibly beneficial for you. Now, the second masterclass that I have, I am hosting two. The second masterclass that I have coming up is called Control Your Crazy Cravings. So again, maybe you are honoring your cravings, but they feel so intense. And again, every time you just honor your craving, you end up binging. So maybe you have these cravings in the afternoon, or maybe they're every single time after your meal, or maybe it's every evening right? Like right after dinner from 7 p.m. until 9 o'clock p.m. Like maybe that's when you have these crazy cravings. So I want to help you 
control these crazy cravings so that they don't turn into binges. So there's two different options. You can join one of the masterclasses. Right now, it's on pre-pre-sale, so the lowest price. One of these masterclasses for $33, okay? So either rewire your brain or control your crazy cravings. Or you can join both right now for $55. So that is the lowest price that it's going to be. So one of them for $33 or both of them for $55. This pricing is only good until August 13th at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The full price for each masterclass will be 97 and then both will be 127. So if you kind of want a crazy massive discount and literally save like $70, um, you can hop in on either one of the masterclasses or both, okay? So I'm very excited. I will leave the details for you in the show notes and I'm excited to dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Oh my gosh, how are we feeling? Hello, you guys popping on. I'm excited to be live on TikTok. For those of you guys who do not know, I will be going live on TikTok every single day, every single day (laughs) at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, So I'm excited. Who do we have on? We have Judy. We have Kristen. Hi, Kristen. You always comment such sweet things on my on my posts. Hi, Angie. Hello, you guys popping on. Hi, Catherine. What's up, everyone? Oh, my gosh. I am so excited to chat with you guys. So I just got back from a walk. You guys know I love my daily walks. Like there's literally nothing that makes me happier than going outside, getting some fresh air, getting some beautiful sunshine, like vitamin D plus movement plus fresh air. Like that is literally the recipe to boost your mood. If you're in a crappy mood, just get outside. Just literally get outside, move your body, get some vitamin D, and I promise it will put you in the greatest mood. So I just got back from a walk. And before that, I had my lunch and I had something sweet. And I want to talk about having something sweet after your meal. So for a lot of people, a lot of people judge themselves. A lot of people judge themselves for what they're eating. Oh, I shouldn't have something sweet. Oh, I'm not allowed to have something sweet after my meal. I shouldn't have chocolate. I shouldn't have these cravings. And The judgment is what makes you feel bad about eating whatever it is that you're eating. Oh, but I should only have one small piece of chocolate. Oh, but I should only have chocolate on the weekend. Like, there's so much judgment for your food choices. And when you judge your food choices, you feel bad about your food choices. And when you feel bad about your food choices, that's when you tend to self-sabotage. Because it's like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Why did I eat that? Oh, I could have been better. I could have stuck to my diet, right? The judgment is what propels these binge eating cycles. When you feel bad, when you feel bad, it's like, I am bad. Yeah, food has no morality is what I've always been taught. Yeah. I'm bad. Like, I ate chocolate and chocolate is bad, so I'm bad. Like we literally 
classify ourselves as like, I'm a bad human being because I had something sweet or I'm a bad human being because I wanted some chocolate. And I really want to share like what's realistic, especially for myself, like as a binge eating coach. So, so many people have these like unrealistic expectations of what a healthy relationship with food actually looks like. Like it is not realistic for me to have like one tiny little piece of chocolate. I posted on my stories and it was like a pretty decent piece of chocolate with some almond butter. Like that is literally so good after my meal, like some dark chocolate with some almond butter. Like it just, it just makes my meal. It just satisfies my sweet tooth. And some people might look at that like, whoa, like that's actually a big piece of chocolate. Like, I can't believe you're eating that. And for me, I'm like, that's just normal. But for you, you might be like, oh, I need to, um, I'm going to have half of a square um, and I'm only allowed like one little tiny teaspoon of almond butter. And I'm like, that's literally not even realistic. It's literally not even realistic. And here you are setting these unrealistic expectations for yourself, which of course you can't stick to it. Of course, it's not realistic to only have like half half of a piece of chocolate or one little square of chocolate and because it's so unrealistic but you feel like that's what you're supposed to do when you have two pieces of chocolate you feel like you failed when you have two pieces of chocolate you feel like oh my god I messed up my entire diet and then there's me over here like with the regular size piece of chocolate I posted on my stories for you guys to see like post like I have my chocolate and that's normal for me here's the difference though I don't judge myself I don't feel guilty. I am not doing it in secret. I am not, hurry up, oh my gosh, nobody's home. Like, hurry up, eat the chocolate. Like, let's do it super fast. That is the difference. It's not a binge. It's not a session of overeating. There's no guilt. There's no judgment. There's no, oh, better eat it all now. Or nobody's home. Like, I have to do this thing in secret. Like, because I don't want people to see me like eating this. It's none of that. It's just like, okay, I want a piece of chocolate. I'm going to have some chocolate. I don't weigh out my chocolate. I don't say only one little piece. I don't give myself crazy expectations or like rules for myself that I'm a bad person if I want more than one piece. I never, I never say like, you can only have this much. And as a result, I don't overeat. And as a result, I don't binge. But maybe for you, you might be having these rules, one small piece, half of a piece. And then that backfires because it's not realistic. And then you end up binging on the entire chocolate bar. I'll never forget, I had this one client that I worked with inside of my Ditch Decade Diets Academy. And she said that her neighbor came over and her neighbor came over and gave her six pieces of chocolate. And she was like, okay, I really want some. I'm not going to restrict myself. I'm not going to deprive myself. I am going to have half of a chocolate. I'm going to have half of a chocolate. So she had half the chocolate. And then she was like, okay, I'm literally not satisfied. And I still want more. So then what ended up happening, she ate all six chocolates. And she's like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why, like, I didn't deprive myself. Like, I allowed myself to have some of the chocolate. Like, why did I need to go back for more? Why did I need all six? Why couldn't I just be satisfied with half? And I said to her, 
I said, do you think it's realistic to have half of a piece of chocolate? Uh, that's not realistic. Like, I wouldn't even have half of a piece of chocolate. Like, to me, I'm like, no, I'm going to have a full chocolate. Thank you. Right? So the thing is, it's like when you're trying to do good or you're trying to follow these rules of like, I have to be good and only half or like one little piece or whatever the case may be, it's you don't like being told what to do. As humans, we do not like being told what we do, what we want to do. Like we we think that we like the rules and you might be like, you know, somebody who likes to be in control and all the things. But what ends up happening is because you're only telling yourself you can have half, you're like, but I want more. So I don't want to be told that I can only have half. So screw it. I'm going to have all six. And if my client, this, this, I worked with her last year, but if she just had however much she wanted, maybe one or two or whatever, she wouldn't need, she wouldn't feel the need to binge on all six because it's like, I'm, I'm satisfied. So if you're judging yourself for wanting more than what you've deemed as like is a perfect amount, like, of course, it's going to backfire. And diet culture has told you like 10 almonds. Diet culture has said half a cup of rice. Diet culture said one tablespoon of almond butter. So you feel like you're doing something wrong if you go outside of, of what you have been told. Like for me, it was like one tablespoon of almond butter. If I have two tablespoons, like I ate too much. I can't have more than 10 almonds because, ooh, they're too high in fat. Like this is what I've been told. I eat more than 10 almonds all the time. I'll have almonds and almond butter in the same meal, right? So I think a lot of people are judging themselves. There was a question here. After recovering from orthorexia, binge problems, how do I find food I actually like? and taste good to me. So this is definitely a process of like self-exploration. For me, I just had to keep trying different food combinations because when I was restricting, I honestly only allowed myself like 10 different foods, like chicken, rice, broccoli, like all like the plain foods. And I didn't know like what sounded good to me because I was just so used to like this boring meal plan. So I needed to just try different foods. Like even at the grocery store, I would literally go and like buy different fruits. I would buy different vegetables. I would buy different carbs, like even like different pastas, different rices, like all these different things, right? If you are going to the grocery store and you just are buying the same fruits every single week, the same snacks every single week, like it becomes repetitive. It becomes boring. And like, you don't really know what you like. So I needed to go and I needed to try different, like even um, there was this uh, carb. It's called cassava or like yucca, Y-U-C-C-A, cassava. And it's basically like kind of like a potato. And oh my gosh, it's literally one of my favorite foods right now. And I haven't had it in a really long time because the grocery store that I, like where I'm living right now, um, I don't think they have it or I think they do, but it's like hard to cut. I don't know. I'm just kind of lazy. Um, but my mom texted me. It's my birthday on August 18th. My mom texted me. She's like, what do you, what do you want for your birthday? Like, what do you want for your birthday dinner? And I'm like, uh, I want cassava. I haven't had it in such a long time. Like my dinner for my birthday, I'm like, I'm going to have cassava fries <laughs> and artichokes. Oh my gosh. I love artichokes. They're so good. Thank you, Alex. Um, so that's what I'm having for dinner on my birthday, which I'm so excited about. 
But anyways, side note. Um, okay, why am I binging more often when I'm counting calories? Because counting calories is causing you to be perfect with your diet. There's only so many grams of carbs, protein, and fat that you're quote unquote allowed to have. And it creates pressure. So when I was tracking calories and macros, that's when my binging was actually the worst. Because if I ate something that went over my calories or my macros, I felt like a failure. So I did not feel feel like there was any... Um, like there was no point of sticking to my macros for the rest of the day because I already blew it at two o'clock in the afternoon. So people think like, oh, I'm going to stop my binging and I'm just going to like count my calories, track my macros. But that makes you think about food so much more. My binging was its worst when I was tracking calories and macros and I was using my fitness pal, it made me think about food so much more. It made me choose the lowest calorie option versus what I actually wanted, what was actually satisfying for me. So if you are tracking calories and macros and you're binging, like it's not your fault. It, it creates pressure. I have to be perfect. I have to eat, eat these, uh, like I have to hit these numbers exactly. I can't go over my carbs. I can't go over my protein. I can't go over my fat. Like I need to be so perfect. And then what ends up happening is like when I used to go out for dinner, I'm like stressing out the entire day. I'm like stressing out literally the entire day. I'm like, what do I eat? What am I allowed to eat? What's going to fit my macros? Okay, I don't even know what I'm going to order for dinner. So I'm just going to eat like spinach all day or just not eat all day because I don't want to go over my macros. Cause when I go out for dinner, I know that I'm going to have more calories and more macros. So I'm just not going to eat all day. And then it's like, you're so deprived. And then these binge urges are intensifying. And then you go out for dinner and you overeat and then you binge. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, I messed up. And then you go home after your dinner and you go binge some more because you're like, well, I already messed up today. Like this is the cycle. This is the cycle. So if you want to lose weight, it's not about counting, weighing, and tracking all of your food. It's about listening to your body. Your body is so smart. Your body will tell you when you're hungry. Your body will tell you when you're full. But so often we don't listen because we're, we're tracking and we're relying on my fitness pal to tell us how much we should eat. My fitness pal, my fitness pal does not know how much you need to be eating. My fitness pal does not know your body as much as you know your body. You know when you're hungry. You know when you're full. But oftentimes we don't listen. We don't listen. It's like, I know I'm full, but I'm just going to keep on eating. Or I'm hungry right now, but mm, I should probably wait an hour. Mm, I'm going to wait until 11 a.m. Like, why do we do this, right? So you're, you, you, your body is is the best indicator and we just have to start listening to our body when you listen to your body you'll get to a point where you can eat when you're hungry you can stop when you're full you will eat eat foods that make you feel good because you're listening to your body and you're like I don't want to feel bloated by eating these foods that don't make me feel good so listening to your body over counting calories every day how do you stop counting calories after doing it for so long um I feel like I know calories of foods and snacks, even if I'm not actively looking for it. Yeah. So the thing is, it's like if you've tracked calories or macros for a really long time, you memorize the macros. Like I remember looking at an apple 
And I'm like, yep, that's how many carbs. Yep, that's how many calories. Like I just memorized the macros. I memorized the calories because I've done it for so long and I've seen my fitness pal like every single meal, every single day. So the thing is, it's like when it comes to like stop counting calories and macros, like, I mean, obviously like deleting my fitness pal, right? Like that's obviously like a, a first step, like stop counting, um, c- counting macros uh, and, and using my fitness pal. But also it's like, instead of looking at a food item and being like, oh, this has 20 grams of carbs. Like, can we just say like, I'm eating an apple versus like, oh, this is high in carbs. This is high in fat. This is high in calories. Like, can we just state the facts? Like I'm having pasta tonight versus like, oh, I'm having a high carb meal or like these is, this is going to be a lot of calories. Like I'm having a pasta dinner. I'm having a salad versus like, oh, I'm having a low calorie meal tonight and I'm having a salad. It's just stating the fact that I'm having a salad. So that's, that's like one step. Um, I actually do have a program called eat normally, where I literally help you step by step of how to transition out of tracking calories and macros into intuitive eating without spiraling out of control. So I would definitely recommend that program because I just give you the step by step. Hi, Lauren. Good to see you. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, Maybe we should listen to Lorna when we should eat. Yes. Actually, no, you should be listening to your body. Um, okay. There's some weird comments on here. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to come on and chat with you guys and remind you, like, stop being so hard on yourself. Stop judging yourself for wanting something sweet after your meal. Stop beating yourself up if you want you know, more than one piece of chocolate, like we have to be so super realistic, right? Like it is not realistic to have one little piece of chocolate. It is not realistic to be like, I'm not going to have something sweet today, right? Like I think we need to be more realistic with ourselves. And when you stop, when when you're realistic with yourself and how much you're allowed to eat and you like stop following diet culture or whatever, and you start listening to your body and you no longer track calories and macros, then you can actually listen to your body. You can stop judging yourself. You can stop beating yourself up. And when you stop judging yourself, you're going to enjoy your food so much more. If I was judging myself the entire time I was having chocolate and nut butter, I love that like as a snack. If I was judging myself the whole time, like I wouldn't even be enjoying my, my food. It's like, oh, you're such a failure. Like, you shouldn't be doing this right now. And then it just creates so much judgment and shame and you feel bad about yourself. And yeah, like we should, you guys should not be thinking about food 24 seven. Like if you are thinking about food 24 seven, it's probably because you have food rules or you're using my fitness pal, or you have like rigid rules of like, you can only eat this or these foods are good. These foods are bad. And this is why we have to heal our relationship with food. When you heal your relationship with food, you stop thinking about food 24 seven because there's no rules. And I'm not saying that like, like there's boundaries, like, so you can feel really good, but there's no food rules. When you have food rules, it's like, you don't want to make a mistake. When you have food rules, you're terrified of eating something bad. When you have food rules, you're terrified of making a mistake. When you have food rules, you are terrified of going, you know, going over your calories or your macros. You want to try to be perfect. There is no such thing as perfect eating. The most quote unquote perfect way to eat is the way that you feel most calm, 
and more most relaxed. When I was tracking calories and macros, it's like, oh my gosh, I was anxious from the time that I woke up until the time that I went to bed. I was not present with my family. I was not present with my loved ones. Like all I was thinking about is food and calories and what I'm allowed to eat and what I shouldn't be eating. Oh, how many carbs do I have left? Oh, I need to hit my protein intake for the day. Like that was the most important thing of my day. It's not a way to live. Amanda says, how do I stop using food as comfort or a reward? So you really have to ask yourself, like, what am I actually hungry for? It's not food. So how can we, how can we ask ourselves, what do I actually want? Maybe it's like, I feel sad right now. Maybe it's, I feel lonely right now. Maybe it's, I actually need a, I need a nap. Maybe what you're actually longing for is like connection. There were so many times I used food to soothe because I felt lonely. And food was my best friend. I pushed all my friends away because I never wanted to go out because I hated the way that my body looked. I never wanted to go out for dinner with my friends because I was so scared of the calories. So I would just stay at home. And I felt lonely. So I was using food as comfort because I had to sit with the feelings of like, okay, great. Now your friends think that you're a flop. uh, And now you're not having fun. And now you feel bad about saying no. So I needed to comfort myself. So What I actually wanted and needed was connection. I needed to go out with my friends and feel that connection. So when we really ask ourselves, like, what am I actually hungry for? We can can find the underlying reason of what it is that you're actually wanting, even as a reward, right? Maybe at a very young age, like I know for myself, like when I got good on my report card, it's like, okay, let's go get McDonald's. When I got good on my report card, it's like, okay, like you get to choose what you want for dinner. Like it was always, it was like food, right? So how can we celebrate ourselves, right? Celebrate ourselves and be like celebrate, but also like we can celebrate without going out for dinner. And there's nothing wrong with like celebrating and going out for dinner, but it's like, can we celebrate and go out for dinner? It's not like, oh, I'm going to go out for dinner to celebrate. It's like, I'm going to celebrate and go out for dinner. So it's like, we see them as two separate things. Um, But yeah, I I really love the phrase, like, what am I actually hungry for? I had one of my clients, she was a lawyer, very stressed out. And she would always eat to obviously soothe and to give her, to give her energy because she was tired. She worked very long hours and she was very tired. And I asked her, I said, what do you actually want? What do you actually need right now? And she's like, I need energy. Like, I am just so tired. And I said, you know what? Go take a nap. Literally, go take a nap. And she's like, in the middle of the day? I'm like, yeah, go take a nap. And then she ended up taking a nap. And she's like, I feel so much better. Like, that's what my body needed. So often we think, I need food to give me energy. I need food to make me feel better. But you're not actually wanting food. It's just food has been your go-to when we don't want to sit with these feelings of discomfort or I feel bad for taking a nap in the middle of the day. That was me. I'm like, I can't take a nap in the middle of the day. So I felt more productive eating than taking a nap. That was the most unproductive thing because I wasn't even hungry. And what I actually really needed was a nap. Right. So I, that would be like my recommendation um, as like a start. Um, So hopefully that was helpful for you, Amanda. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with me guys today.
I hope you guys found this super helpful. Stop judging yourself. Release the food rules. Trust yourself to eat intuitively. Trust yourself. Trust your body. Trust your body. Trust that your body will tell you how much to eat. Trust your body is there for you. Trust that your body will tell you when it's hungry. Trust that your body will tell you when it's full. It will, but are you going to listen? It's one thing for your body to send you these signals. I'm hungry. Are you listening? It's one thing for your body to say, I'm full, but are you listening? Right? We have to have awareness of these cues, but then we have to listen to the cues because you might have awareness and be like, I'm hungry, but you're not, you're not actually listening. You're like, oh, I'm going to wait five more hours. Oh, I'm just going to drink some water and maybe I'll push off my meal. Right? So listen to your body. Your body is always there for you. Your body wants to take the best care of you. So you just have to start listening to the cues that your body is sending you. So anyways, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I love you guys. I will be going live here on TikTok literally every single day at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to come hang out with me, um, then we'll definitely hang out. This is going to be so much fun. So thank you guys for being here. Have an incredible rest of your day, you guys, and we'll see you soon. Bye.